0: Hi everybody, it's Russ from My Hammers Eleven. I hope you're all safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing and hitting the bell notification so you're made aware of any time I put new content on. We have obviously interviews going up daily. Sometimes you're lucky and you get two a day. Um, we're rapidly approaching our fiftieth guest, which is which is phenomenal. Loads of great fans, loads of great guests all over the world, including today's guest. He's in his man cave, and I'm absolutely in love with the man cave. It's Gary Killington. Hi, Gary, how are you?
1: hi how you doing russ yeah all good all good um yep. this is my this is my daily excursion down to the man cave i do i, I work from here so you know nothing new nothing, nothing new, new yet another yet another yet another zoom call but yeah, this one's a bit zoom. more interesting yeah, than my usual yeah. zoom
0: calls and that's the idea it breaks up the zoom calls of the day and as you said yeah, yeah it's uh it's what's becoming the norm you know i can't wait that we can actually you know talk to people face to face can we tell, tell you it'd usually? be
1: lovely it'd be lovely to actually go out to a pub again oh. and have a drink and you know even even going into work and having a meeting face to face with people would be yeah. brilliant such a novelty yeah it is we're a long way from there though. we are oh, well no maybe maybe we're not maybe we're not maybe. well
0: i don't know things are starting to ease up and you know and you know in terms of terms of the football side obviously hopefully we might have some football tour, something else to talk about you know rather than
1: yeah, I yeah. Well well, I'm kinda of looking forward to it now. I just hope it is um, you know, properly competitive and and you know, we don't get a load of players infected. So, you know, us with a small squad, you don't want to suddenly see a load of uh, some of our players, our key players go missing, mm. right? So it's it's important. But on the upside it has given us a, given us a chance to get a few players, a few more players fit, I would imagine.
0: Exactly. I mean we have a fully yeah. fully fit squad at the moment, don't we, by all yeah. accounts, which is that won't last long. That lasts about a week. <laughs> Especially if they have to play all these games in quick succession. You know, it's just going to be. Yeah. I'm,
1: I'm sure Jack Wilshere will fall over or something before the, oh, before the, the season restarts. Something's going to happen.
0: I was reading that they have to, that the Premier League have said if, they have, um, if you've got 15 fit players, you have to fulfill your fixture.
1: Right, right. Oh, oh, okay. Is that a rule? Is it? Apparently,
0: apparently, something something that I think I think GA came mentioned it came up in in the Premier League, sort of like you know they're having the meetings every other day, and that was one of the ones that came out because otherwise, what's going to happen is you're going to get you know, conspiracy theorists are going to you know get four or five people who have got coronavirus that self isolates the whole team and.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Though I think I didn't know about that rule, but that's that's quite a good one. I, I think. Yes, yeah,
0: yeah. So I think they're trying to make it as sort of fair as possible. But we'll see. Mm. Who knows? And that's what happened. You yeah. know. And the idea is, we're not talking about what's going to happen. We're talking about the past, which is lovely. Yeah. And obviously, we're interviewing fans all over the world about their memories and also the players that meant something to them, um, yeah. whether it's good or pop, good or negative. You know, it doesn't really matter. Really. So, mm. in terms of you, Gary, what was your sort of your first memories of West Ham?
1: I've been thinking long and hard about this, and I and I and I think there are there are two. Because I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm from the East End. I've, yeah. I've I grew up, you know, born in Hackney, raised in Stepney and Mile End. You couldn't get too much more East End than that. You know, went to school in Bethnal Green and Stepney, yeah. and um, it was it was a sort of a, a big family thing. My my always knew that my dad was a big West Ham supporter. I always used to go West Ham. Didn't know what the hell he was he was doing yeah. or what it was all about. And so when I was about. Six. I was born in 69 and we won the FA Cup in 1975. And then we didn't go to the parade like down at the town hall, but we got in the car and sort of drove around the East End. And I remember sort of claret and blue everywhere. And I, I remember just thinking it's, it, it's a big thing. It was special, you know, yeah, yeah. but that, that was, that was really my, my first Um, impression of of something related to football but then I think my first game and I went to and I've got this, this memory again, I was probably only six or seven and I remember going to Charlton, the old valley and and that was definitely my first experience of football because I didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah. And and I remember we was at the top of this huge stand because the valley used to be massive, right? It used to be massive, big concrete terraces. And I remember seeing this pitch sort of miles away. And I saw sort of, I, I look back. I know I know we won the game. I know we won the game. It was all positive and everything. And I, look, I look back at records in the from the 76 to the 78 to see when it probably was, and it was probably in 1976 September away in the League Cup that we won so that was probably my first memory of, of football of, of 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 an actual football match yeah, yeah, yeah. and um yeah I mean, I mean it was always a big family thing you know my family was dotted all around the east end it was all typical sort of close knit the community They're all mm. dotted out in essex now um but all grandparents aunts and uncles and everything all around my land left green and and pretty much everyone that i interacted with supported west ham most people at school really supported west ham that was before the days when uh you know You got the the sort of fanboys, the ones who 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 wore the. That did happen though in my secondary school. People started wearing like Liverpool shirts when they won everything and stuff like that. But largely, you know, in East an East End school, there was a decent contingent of West Ham uh, and a mixture of Spurs and Arsenal in there as well. Um, Yeah, so so that was um, it was a big. Supporting West Ham was a family thing. It was always a family thing, and we used to go down there in a group. So we used to we started going to home games in probably the the late 70s and about 78, you know, regularly. Yeah. And we'd go to West Ham one week and we'd go to Leighton Orient the next Me week. Me too, yeah, that was yeah. that was my granddad's team, right? Yeah. And he, he loved the O's. And, and I used to like we So we were both in the old second division yeah. at the time. And so there was two games where West Ham played Orient you know, each, each season, yeah. right? That was a bit of a divided loyalty thing. <laughs> not too much, not so much. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, um, we used to stand in the old uh, West Lower, um you know the old the old stand the lower tier it ended up being all seater but when mm. it started it was a standing terrace and uh it was it was quite an unsafe one as well but i mean we used to stand down the front by the south bank and so you used to um you, you know you used to be able to see all the nonsense was going on over in the <laughs> south bank because there was that that row of police that used to separate the home supporters and the away supporters yeah. before you know a few years later they, they put a fence in to, yeah. to I suppose to protect the police But in the early days I just remember I saw it, I saw it more than once Through my, my young eyes When I was about <laughs> 9 or 10 You used to see Line of police A single line of police Separating the home And the away fans In the South Bank And if the away team Happens to do something Like score say so they scored and yeah. they started celebrating and rubbing their nose in the line of police used to just disappear right <laughs> it's it all you saw was like punches being thrown and stuff like that so it was, it was good entertainment it's good entertainment for a wide eyed kid but um but yeah so um and 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 when I started supporting them as well we had that couple of years that were just brilliant with the FA yeah. Cup And I'm sure it's been mentioned by many others as well but we were always you know we never had we never had money, and so um, we used to go to uh, the home games. We used to pay on the door and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But getting, you know, getting tickets um, to, uh, to to the big games was a bit was a bit difficult. The mm-hmm. semi final and the final and stuff like. But we went to the early game against Dorian and, and then we went to the quarter final against Villa, and uh, that's that's one of my, you know, the quarter final against Villa is one of my my sort of cherished memories because, sure. um, again, we it was. It was a 1-0 win, and it was in the 90th minute, a Ray Stewart penalty. Yeah, Ray Stewart, nerves of steel. Um, And where we were stood was actually on the our eye line, was was with the edge of the 18-yard box. So you had the perfect view. You could see the whites of the goalkeeper, Jimmy Rimmer. You could see the whites of his eyes. And you saw Ray Stewart come back, and then he belted the ball home, and it just it was just carnage in there. Yeah. And we were down the front of this terrace, and suddenly, I don't know how many people were in there, I think too many. The crowd just fell down to the front, and we were getting crushed. We were getting crushed, me and my cousin, and everything else. And all of a sudden, the police just pulled us out. They pulled us out of the front. And it was—I don't know whether they had crash barriers in Old Ground, Old Stand. I don't think they did. I think it was just a crowd that just went down the front. And what actually happened was we ended up having to leave the ground. So we just won the FA Cup quarter-final, which was a massive competition back then. We got wide eyes. We had to leave the ground down the players' tunnel, like wow. we were following Trevor Brooking and Billy Bonds down the players' tunnel. It was just like the stuff of dreams. You know, it's brilliant. <laughs> and then afterwards, um my dad. Terrified, obviously. It, it, we're, we're in the car on the way home. He said, You're never going to football again. No, I'm not having that. You're not getting crushed to death. I said, Oh, no, come on. I just had like the best day of my life. Exactly. It was brilliant. Yeah, you know, yeah. and nothing happened. He uh, it, it kept it up for a while. But, you know, I must admit, the semi final against Everton, the final against, you know, the final against Arsenal, watching that on telly, because you didn't yeah. get many, many games live on telly no. uh, in those days. It was like the FA Cup final and the odd England match, right? Mm. And, um, you know, watching that live in our know, living room in Stepney, it was just like being there. It, obviously not as good as being there, but I you. tell you we we lived every second of that game. Yeah. Absolutely every second. And I was so nervous. You know, the last five minutes I I went into the toilet. I sat in the toilet. I couldn't <laughs> watch it. I couldn't watch it. So came back out and honestly floating on air. Absolute floating on air. Went back to primary school on, on the on the Monday and Oh, the, the feeling of winning the FA Cup. Yeah. And then, you know, all, all the, the little things like, you know, the old sticker books, the sticker albums, Football 81, Football 79. Yeah. Sure. The, next, the next year, Football 81, which it was, right? Um, you open the front cover and there was a multi-part sticker of West Ham Holding the FA Cup with Wembley in the background, little benefits that you got like that, which <laughs> just brought West raised the profile of West Ham, yeah. and then and then like the League Cup that same year. So we thought, oh, I thought, oh, this is a bit good. This is easy, we're, yeah, yeah. And taking on the mighty Liverpool, and they were mighty then as well, you know, yeah. and nearly nearly beating them, you know, taking them to a replay. Absolutely fantastic, and then. And then really nothing until 2006, <laughs> right? Um, but having said that, having said that, you know, I, 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 I just love going to West Ham. And I've yeah. always gone to West Ham. You know, I've had a season ticket over there for probably 30 years now. We had season tickets in the Bobby Moore stand from the day it was built to the day it closed. Uh, the mm. same tickets. Mm. Um, you know, me, my cousin, my dad, my uncle, various other people around us. And, uh, you know, so it was a family thing. It was like, you see your family when you go down there. Yeah. I had a little holiday away. I, I went over to the chicken run upper or East stand upper when my kids were growing up. Cause they wanted to start going to football. So yeah. I went and sat over there with, um, my cousin's kids and my kids. And um, and that was good for about three years. Still maintain the seats over in the Bobby Moore lower because as soon as the kids grew up, we went straight back there again. Yeah, and um, uh, but I, I loved that place. I absolutely loved that stadium. And, and honestly some of the nights that we've had in there I mean you know not only the the big one like the, the last one but if you if you think back the, the Ipswich uh, yep. playoff where Everington scored the, the winner are oh, absolutely amazing because where my seat was was right in line with where he hit that ball oh, you could see okay. it just curling into the net it was it was just electric I've never experienced Upton Park so electric no. as that but, but then again you think back the twice we stopped Man United winning the league stopping Spurs getting into the Champions League it has yeah. been it's been, it's been so much schadenfreude you know um uh but at the same time you know there's also been some great nights that have benefited us as well you know yeah. but yeah we do we do take pleasure in other people's pain i think
0: yeah. i think we do i think because yeah. as you said yeah. that we yeah we, we we've been fuck all to be honest so you know it's yeah. like small victories isn't it it's like being yeah, Tottenham them right. at their new ground and being the first one to score and all that stuff it's like it just adds to our adds to our sort yeah. of uh,
1: yeah. Well, that, that that was always going to happen as well, right? I mean, I I, I I got a ticket for that Spurs game as well, that away game, and ah, oh, that was that was a good day. That was a good day. But thing. you just knew, you just knew it was coming. You just knew it was yeah. coming. You could feel it. I could feel it from the time I woke up in
0: the morning. You know, <laughs> Spurs must hate us. They really must. They must do. They must they must do because especially you know, yeah. Well, at least at least this year, you know, they technically won't be behind closed doors, won't they? When they, when we play them, so yeah. So yeah, but yeah, we still lose three. We still, but we we'll still beat them at three point lane, So yeah, that's no, good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so obviously, you know, you from the sort of, sort of the mid seventies basically onwards, that's quite a, a, a nice spread of of West Ham players that have been and gone and come back. Yeah. Some people. Um, so as I said, we're doing this little Hammers Eleven where we're sort of picking people uh sort of 442 you know the only really rule is that you have to have been alive to see them play but it could be whoever yeah. you want to talk about gary and i i understand you've got a slight <laughs> a slight twist
1: yeah know. yeah because I, I i had a quick look on on at some of your previous yeah, sure. uh, guests you've had some really good guests on there by Thank the way you. but i i um i looked through and there was there seemed to be a common theme of, of people naming a similar First yeah. eleven to what I name, you know, because yeah, yeah my, my my favorite eleven is is a standard one, right? It probably yeah. be Parks, yeah. Parks, Stewart, Martin, Rio, Dix, Bonds, Brook, and Piatt, Ward, and Cotty, right? It, it, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much everyone has has gone for a combination of those. So yeah. I thought like I'd go, I'd go for something nice. uh, different. And what I try to do, my theme, I mean, over the years of watching West Ham, one of the sort of fun elements of watching West Ham is we've had players who are hard. We've had players who are a little bit mad. Yeah. We've had players, perhaps, verging on insane a little bit. You know, we had some of them were entertaining, uh, but most of them would sort of win at all costs. They sulk, they're sort of, they're, they're threat. They fight. Some of them are, would try and break their opponents, um, <laughs> and other, others are just plain eccentric. You know, some were geniuses, but and yeah. some were sort of cult heroes, right? Um, yeah. But it's um, it, it's a, a, a group of people that I think you find a little bit different, and I'm not sure you would want to play against this team. <laughs>
0: the loopy 11 yeah
1: the loopy 11
0: (laughs) who's in goal for Gary's loopy 11 I love it
1: well who do you reckon Uh, Adrian Adrian Um, you know Adrian had the capability to be a great keeper but something inside his head told him I need to do more I can't just stand here watching at one end. I'm, I'm our best defender, our best midfielder. I'm probably our best striker as well. I need to get up the pitch and join in. And he seemed to do that quite a lot. He seemed yeah. to just come charging out of goal. And you've seen him do it for Liverpool as well. You know, we could have perhaps attached him to a bit of elastic or something. I don't know. But he liked nothing better than charging out of goal. You know, so he got, gets caught in no man's land. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but having said that, you know, he, he, he came across as mad, totally mad. Uh, uh and he was never going to be a conventional keeper, but he, he kind of got us at West Ham and we got him and he, yeah. was, he, 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 was, he was loved, I mean, yeah. widely loved. And, he, you know, and he, he was an imperfect player, not a world-beater, um, but, you know, nothing epitomises Adrian more than what he did in that FA Cup game, yeah. that replay against Everton. Where it's, a, it's you, you know it's just written in the, it's it written really in the stars, you know. He comes down, he's going to take the deciding penalty, and he, he, he just stands there and think. Well, this game's over. Takes his gloves off and throws them on the floor. Won't need yeah. them anymore. Spanks <laughs> the ball home and goes on a knee slide over into the corner of the pitch. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, Mental, really. I, I, I love Adrian again. He, yeah. he, and, and that's probably a common theme for some of the players through uh, this list. they uh, this team. They're they're. Some of them are perhaps not the best, but we we liked them. No, yeah,
0: no, I get that Yeah, totally. And as you said, yeah, he wouldn't like and like compared to sort of the conventional goalkeepers we've had. The Fabianskis, yeah. obviously. You, I, mean, I I wasn't around to what Seafield Parks play, you know. But Robert Green, people like that, they would if the ball needs to be saved or caught, they would catch it. Not Adrian. Yeah. Adrian needed to do a flamboyant diet. You know, he could have caught it, but no, he just yeah, it, yeah, you know. They're always something
1: love. for the cameras, wasn't it? Yeah yeah, cameras. yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, as we had. Nice shot. Okay, who are we gonna have at left back then, Gary?
1: Well, in this in this eleven, you can only have Julian Dix yeah. at at left back. I mean, you know, again, I don't want to repeat stuff that other people yeah, sure. have said, but look, legend. Penalties. The the big the big thing that he brought to the team was he could turn a game by himself. Yeah. You know, he totally. could take a game by the scruff of the neck. You know, I remember going to work the next day, and my, my big boss was a, after it was after a Chelsea game. I think we'd beaten Chelsea, and, and Julian Dix had trodden on John Spencer. And um, the big boss in my firm was a Chelsea supporter and a FIFA referee, and he was absolutely <laughs> seething about Dix. saying, He should have been sent off. He was an American, actually, but I won't do the accent. Yeah. And I said, no, he was alright. He barely touched him. He just tried to get his leg <laughs> out of the way. It's nothing. So, and that's the sort of attitude you take with Nick. You think, well, he's a bit of a bastard, but he's our bastard. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, yeah, you, know, you know, he was naughty. He was really naughty, but he also had immense football ability. Um, yeah, he did. You know, um, never seen a fullback that could turn a game like that. Really, no. I don't think Again. in all my time watching West Ham, uh, immense. Um, you know, we always had a chance of him in the side, brave and a lion, brave as a lion, and, and sort yeah. of com- comically filthy as well. Yeah, and definitely. and and the penalties. Who can forget the penalties? You know, the way he used to absolutely launch that ball. I definitely. mean, you know, against uh, you know, the great ones against Spurs, where he virtually took the net off. The one against uh, or more than one i think against peter schmeichel but yeah. i think one of one of the, a, a couple of times the keeper one of the keepers would have got their hand to the ball just went through the hand right yeah. he, is so hard.
0: <laughs> he was he, he was he was immense and, and and you know he was crazy and you know you know particularly on his second sp- spin with us um mm. you know when we had the hooped collared shirts and he'd have his yeah. ripped, he'd just rip his collar you know he'd rip his collar sort <laughs> of yourself. yeah i know i know you know, he just meant business. And it's like, no, yeah, I loved him. And I think watching back at Robert Banks' end of season reviews he's putting on YouTube, um, there's a lot of yeah. naughty Julian ones, like particularly in the big his first stint, where it was yeah. like, a le- you know, he'd put he'd push him or whatever, it'd be a punch. And it was like, that was naughty. He seemed yeah, in the second yeah. spin to be a little bit more sly about, it, if that made sense. Less yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, and he had to. And I think, another player that I'll mention in a minute, I think he was a bit like that as well. You know, sure. especially when they're carrying injuries and they need to uh, perhaps take a, take a different approach. you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, yeah. No good show. We'll put Julian in. Yeah, are we going to have it right back on the other side then, Gary?
1: Right. Um, now you've caught me out. Hang on a minute. Oh, I need to. I need to move my. Uh... <laughs> I've got it written down. Oh. So on the right back is going to be Thomas Rebka. Yeah, right. Uh, and I think he he was bought in really a year or two after Julian Dix for for to give us a kind of Julian Dix experience, if you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got well. He got sent off twice in his first three games, so he kind of took it a little bit too literally of uh, <laughs> what we wanted, I think. Um, and he he loved the tackle. It take no yeah. prisoners. He had mad eyes. I mean, there's no getting away <laughs> from it. Um, you, you know, but it got to the point where early, early on we started thinking this guy's a liability. But then he matured into the side and we, and we kind of liked him. Yeah. He was a good, solid, real hard up right back. And um, I, I, went, I, I thought it was going to be his last game when we won up against uh, Aston Villa. Um, and, and so we went up there. And we won 2-1, and the crowd was singing his name all that day. So again, I think he, he, he had a little cult, a little cult did, following yeah. as well. And um, and I think I remember in his actual last game, which Homes to Fulham, there was it, it was tears from him yeah. and everything. Yeah, so many he, out he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 so yeah, I think I think he, he deserves to
0: be in this eleven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think you could have a loopy 11 without Repka in there. Um, but no, I mean, he you doesn't. know, he, he was he was on record signing, wasn't he, at the time when he came in? Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, no, I agree. He was, uh, yeah, he took a while to bed in. But I think he became, yeah, I, I mean, I'd say, you know, in, in my era, yeah, he's he's someone who epitomized that sort of loopiness. So I think yeah. Really... Yeah, <laughs> without put, a sh- without without shadow. Enough. Out of shadow. And particularly, even more so since retiring from football, with all the stories of him, you know, selling a higher car and kidnapping his girlfriend and, you know, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely never in doubt. Never that, in exactly. doubt.
1: And, I, and I think with some of these people, you, you have got to consider not only what they did when they played for West Ham, you got to consider the big picture like that, like, yeah. like what they did off the pitch afterwards yeah. and, you know, what they've, what they've had have appeared in TV interviews and stuff like that. I think that, yeah, some of them are, uh, they're questionable.
0: Oh, brilliant. <laughs> okay, let's go to centre back. So who's your first centre back then, Gary?
1: The first one is uh, Razor Ruddock. Oh right? and and he was just by the time he got to us, let's face it, he was shot to pieces, yeah. right? He it had a tough career. He'd been very successful, I think, or moderately successful. He was just a perpetual wind up. Yeah. You know, and that that Arsenal game where he got Vieira so wound up that he, that he <laughs> you spat at him, yeah. the, one that we, the one that we won, well, one of the very few that we won. Yeah. You know, he didn't play for us long, but he he must have been one horrible, nasty antagonistic, mm-hmm. antagonistic fucker to play against. I mean, really, yeah. you know, even when he had no pace, he, he used to take a sort of, this is what I meant about with Julian, he used to take a more industrialised approach <laughs> uh, to, uh, to stopping people. And um, uh, and I remember the little double act that he had with Ian Wright as well because they used to, you know, they used, they used to wind people up together and yeah. it was quite good to watch. And I I, I love what they did in, in taking the piss out of Paul Alcock, you know, that referee who, who, who tumbled over when uh, yeah. when yeah, Canio uh, gave him a yeah. little shove in the chest, you know. Yeah. And I think secretly, I reckon that was another reason Paolo wanted to join us. I reckon he would have. <laughs> what, that was at a time where everybody was trying to get Paolo convicted for second-degree murder. Yeah. And I reckon he he, he might have watched Matches of the that night and had a little had a little laugh to himself. Yeah. So um but yeah, I think I, I made my judgment that Ruddock should be included in this from watching Definitely. Ruddock after he finished football yeah you see him in like big brother and things like that i mean there's definitely something a little bit edgy about the bloke
0: yes definitely he was and and he was the last player i had on the back of my shirt because <laughs> <was Neil> <laughs> like no because i you know i i have a, a similar not as bad as Neil now but i had a similar sort of body post body sort of form to neil Ruddock. yeah, yeah. so I, I i sort of Definitely sort of, um, you know, I, I warmed to him as, as a player. Because I thought, Christ, if he could, you know, the size he was at the moment. Didn't they have to make extra different shorts for him? They didn't have shorts big enough. Yeah, yeah, giant like shorts. Oh, was that um, who did
1: Harry say had the biggest arse he'd ever seen? Was it was it, it wasn't Trevor Sinclair? Was it?
0: I think it was Trevor Sinclair, I think yeah. It, but I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure Ruddock they had to make extra, extra, extra large shorts or something like that. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. I actually yeah. remember Doesn't him end of season, like they, well, it wasn't a lap of it was a lap of honor then, was it? It's called a lap of appreciation yeah. now, and he would yeah. be almost naked by the end of it because he'd be <laughs> like throwing his shirt, his shoe, he'd be literally yeah. in his pants didn't give a shit yeah. about himself and that, that's why i think uh that's why I he, he was a lot
1: he was a laugh i think he, he bought he, he bought a bit of comedy to football didn't he not the greatest player yeah. but again, no. yeah yeah yeah
0: and, and that's what people like to be entertained don't they so it's like you know, yeah, it's, yeah they'd like to win
1: but I, yeah i think when Vieira uh spat at him that time he said in the post-match uh uh interview he said yeah stunk of garlic no, like <laughs>
0: still going still going that's what I love to so the return leg still going yeah, oh, yeah. so funny but right, who's going to partner a razor in the middle then well um, that's going
1: to be Slaven Bilic yeah and, and that is and, and, and again the guy has got uh, there, there's there's something not quite right with him I remember you know outside of playing for West Ham and he he, he, he did really well for us for a season and helped us stay up and um, you know but then he, he left and a lot of people he went to everton We all, a lot of us thought at the time he's gone for the money greedy gear yeah. and all that but yeah. but i think but i don't think he did in retrospect when you look at the facts um you know but i think i can't remember him doing anything other than really bloody well for us and organizing defense and and helping us to survive but when you um when you look at what he did outside of West Ham, you look at what he did in a Croatia shirt, for instance. Right. (laughs) So there was a, I think a world cup game once where he was uh, taking a corner and then someone blasted the ball at him. It hit him on the shins and he went down holding his face and he got the guy sent off. And then there was the one where, um, I think it was, it was against Laurent Blanc in the, in the semi-final of, I think one of the Euros, Uh, was it Euros or France? 98. 98. And, um, Laurent Blanc, um, um, what did, what did he do what did he do He gave him a little uh, gave him a little flick in the face and again he went down like, he went shot, down yeah. holding his face and there was a German guy who, who went down dived in the box i think in euro 96 dived in the box and he just in front of the referee went up and just booted him you know it was just to him I think as soon as he he's the loveliest bloke in the world off the pitch if a little yeah. bit crazy. On the pitch, I think it's war and he'll win at all costs. You know what I mean? And so I, I don't think he could pos- I, I don't think he quite brought that across uh, that kind of mentality in being a manager. I think he probably did for Croatia.
0: But I yeah, don't think I, he. I know what you mean, yeah.
1: Yeah. But he, you know, he'll always be loved over there. He, yeah. He's, yeah. He's one of those, he is one of the nicest blokes, but I mean, you only have to see. The stuff that he got up to when he was doing the TV punditry for Dimitri Payet, when he started climbing on the on the desk yeah. and stuff like that, you have to sort of question him a little bit, don't you? So, yeah. so I think, yeah, I think he fits perfectly into. I think,
0: it. I think it's a good shout. And even when he was when he was manager, you you, you sense the winner all costs like mentality because he gets yeah. so emo You know, we don't. I mean, you know, I think takes he it like, personally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he takes it personally, and I think West Ham fans like you know that type of. You know him, and yeah, you know, obviously Pardew was so animated as a, you know, he would jump yeah. over the fence and try and kick kick, you know, start a fight with Venga and stuff. You know, it's like yeah, that type of stuff. I think we like that, don't we? Yeah, I think Pardew got us as well. I think he got us. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I agree, definitely. But we'll put slab in, okay? Nice, yeah. As you said, you, <laughs> you, wouldn't, want to, you wouldn't want to go down a, a dark alley with that back four <laughs> coming the other way, would you? No, you
1: really <laughs> wouldn't. You really wouldn't. It's a bit of a tough one. Bit of I a love tough
0: it. One. I love it. Right, let's go. Uh, let's go left wing then. Who have we got left wing? And
1: left Gary? wing, and again, a bit questionable about where I've put these players, but I'll try my best. Um, Louis morty or bowen Naughty, as we used to Bo-amorti, call him. Lorter, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, he was. He used to, used to just lose his head a lot and fly into reckless tackles, usually two-footed, you know, often sort of sandwiching the leg of an opposition player. He, he, he seemed to want to try and maim people all the time. He was out of control. Yeah. He got substituted all the time. He, he got 22 yellow cards, one red card. He wasn't with us for <laughs> very long. I think he played 75 games or something. Yeah, um, yeah you know... I, I, I can't say anything other than he was a, he was a, he was a fucking liability. He yeah. was, a, at, at times he came across as a, yeah, I, I, I mean, uh, the way he flew into people, it was, it, it, it wasn't very clever. Yeah. But I think uh, for the, he definitely had something, there wasn't something, there was something not quite right something
0: about slightly wrong there, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that's why I've put him into this eleven.
0: That's a good shout. And unsurprisingly, the first time Luis Belmonte come up in
1: the, uh, <laughs> He's not going to feature him. He's not going to feature in many 11s, is he? Let's
0: face yeah, it. Let's face it. it's I think so far we've had 115 separate players. Yeah. And yeah. So so you're you adding to it, Gary, which is good. I, li- I like it. I like it. Right. So put Louis Beaumorto in morte um, in at left wing. Who should we have on the opposite wing then, on the right wing then, Gary?
1: On the opposite wing, uh, again, this this is something, this is a player that, um I didn't really, weren't that keen on, to be honest, Lee Bowyer. Yeah. Right. So, he came from Canning Town to stop us going down, but he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. We got relegated. As yeah. Sam Allardyce danced on the touchline with JJ Akocha. Just just one of the most infuriating, infuriating days of my life. But, yeah, yeah. look, I, 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 I can remember, you, you know, I thought Boya when he came, when he joined the first time, with his Leeds pedigree, was questionable character but I thought we was lead, at least pedigree, it'd be exactly what we needed, a battler, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and he definitely was a battler, he was filthy, there's yeah. no two ways about it and he definitely had a, li- it, it was a little bit, um, you know wrong upstairs when you look at the time he got nicked for smashing up at McDonald's and throwing chairs around and abusing the staff and everything, there was yeah. the other time where he had a fight on the pitch with Kieran Dyer, yeah. playing for Newcastle you know I, I, the thing is the thing I didn't get about Lee Bowyer was why we signed him again. Yes. Because it's like, we got him the first time. He was definitely past his best. And then we went and bought him again.
0: Have another and he ride,
1: didn't yeah. really do any better the second time. He no. was all right, but he, but he was never, you know. But having said that, he was a, he was a local boy from Canning Town. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's why I think he got a bit of a free ride. I think people, yeah. that, there was that. And, and everybody kind of knew he was past his best, his best from a, a footballing perspective. Yeah, sure. And I mean, and, and this is, he's a kind of exception to the, to the rule in this, in this 11, because I usually warm to people, who are, people who are a little bit mad, a bit crazy, but I never really want to leave.
0: No, I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. It was a similar thing. It was almost like he was a name on the team sheet, you know, rather than, yeah, good. We've <laughs> got Lebo you're playing. But, yeah. Uh, that,
1: that, that's it. And he, he, a lot of injury problems, yeah. bit of a, yeah, I think a bit of a waste of shirt, in my opinion. But yeah. there, there you go. I think, I think. But having said that, given his record, given the way he played, I think Perfect. he definitely belongs in this eleven.
0: Perfect for this eleven. That's great. Yeah. I put Bayu on the right. Let's go centre mid. Who's your first centre mid then, Gal? Yeah?
1: Oh, well, look, I've got the, I've got the maddest centre midfield pair going. Oh, right? I mean, it starts off with uh, Martin Allen, Mad Dog. <sighs> oh. Yeah, I mean, he just used to prowl, almost oh, prowl around stupid. the pitch drooling, he used to run with his head down, you know, I- infectious energy, enthusiasms, oh, yeah. but truth be told, he, he wasn't the most gifted of the Allen family you know, but what he didn't have in, in, in ability, he, he, he made up for more than made up yeah. for with commitment. And we loved him over there. He was, he was a proper cult hero. You know, yeah. he was always charging all over the pitch. He seemed to get buoyed up by the crowd. You know, he was like, he seemed, he seemed a bit at times like our representative on the pitch, you know, when, when, when things were down. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like I said, with Julian Dix able to turn a game, I think he was as well. Uh, one great moment. I think I'll always, always remember it because I was there and that was, um, we were in the old second division, might have been the championship. I don't know what year it was, but I was 1989. So yeah, it was still the old second division. And um, we played first division Wimbledon. And that was the time when (laughs) Wimbledon were just filth, right? Absolute filth. And so we played them in the League Cup, a tough physical game against a horrible bunch of spoilers. It was like WWE, you know, no old sparred, six players booked, Julian got sent off and it made the back pages the following day before, for being a sort of horror show. Sure. You know? and, and late in the game, I mean, it's nil-nil, but late in the game, um, uh, Stuart Slater got free on the left. He laid it out, outside to Mark Wald who put the perfect cross to the other side of the box, about the edge of the six-yard box. And Martin Allen just belted it into the far corner. Such a sweet volley, you know. And it was just, it was just wild in there. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, yeah. he, he done. There were so many good times with Martin. I Allen. Mean, like, like the header in the two-one at Chelsea, Stamford Bridge. You know, you definitely wanted Martin Allen in your side if you're going to be if it was going to be a battle. And I think he fit perfectly into this little team.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. And I, we, and I remember we interviewed him on the pitch. In the old, at the old ground. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, we haven't interviewed him since because uh, he, he, I think it's fair to say <laughs> he's he enjoying the pre-match um, refreshments. We'll say that. Yeah. yeah, um, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. And we'd play and it was Thomas Hitzelsberger had hit one yeah. of his bombs into the top right. corner. And I yeah. think Jeremy asked him, you know, what do you think of Thomas's first half performance? And yeah. he went, well, the last time a German came round the East End, he bombed the place, <laughs> and it was like, okay, right, thanks, Thank, thanks, Martin. Anyway, yeah, yeah.
1: thanks let's, you, w- let's
0: watch some adverts. Let's do the fifty-fifty yeah. draw. Um, but yeah, Martin Allen, absolute, absolute legend. He is a um, man. Uh, yeah, no, I yeah. totally get that. All right, who's who's Martin gonna gonna pair in the midfield then? With
1: it couldn't be anyone else, right? It's John Moncur. Oh, I love him. He's here, he's there, he's every fucking where. John McC- and you know he was as well, all yeah. over the place. You know, when and, and the thing is with him, he went through a bit of a well, let's say our expectation of him changed a little bit. When he joined from Swindon, yes. he was seen as a you know, an expert, as massively talented, creative mm. midfielder. And for a while he was, let's be fair, he was a good player, really good player. And um I think the time, the short time spent, he must have really disliked Spurs for getting rid of him so quickly. I think he played 20 games, 21 games for him, something like that, because he loved playing against Spurs, you know, absolutely loved, always up for it. You know, he got, uh, I think there was an away win against Spurs in 99 where he got booked um, twice he got sent off for recklessly flying into two tackles and uh, as he as he went off the pitch he's sort of giving it the, uh, yeah, to the <laughs> crowd and um, they actually loved him clapped him back. It's like a typical of when Julian used to get sent off and he used exactly. to get applauded down the tunnel you know it's like oh, brilliant brilliant the <laughs> yeah. way you tried to break that bloke yeah absolutely superb, but but my abiding memory of Monker was towards the end in the last couple of years um when he when he and this was really he, he was really mad right? Um, Ari used to use him as a sub a lot and um, he he used to come on for probably the last 10 minutes, 15 minutes something like that, probably 5-10 minutes and me and my cousin, we used to stand there and say, "Right, how long is it going to take for him to get booked?" <laughs> right? And he used to time it, and sometimes it was like a minute. It was a minute. it would come onto the pitch. It was like a coiled spring, <laughs> and he'd just go charging about. And it was just seconds before he flew into someone, and he got his little warning, and then he calmed out. But that—that yeah. was—that that was, that, that was Monka. But was he, a, again, he was a proper—he was a proper cult hero, just like mine.
0: He was. And I remember, obviously, yeah, towards the end when he was obviously. On a, as a sub and uh, running up and yeah. down that touch line, just like, yeah. you know, jockeying yeah. with the were And I think once he pulled down the sh- his shorts or something, the linesman yeah, shorts right. and yeah, yeah. it's yeah, like, Oh, absolutely mental! You can't get away with that. And that's the thing. I, I don't think. Yeah, they, they were crazy, but they were like they were like entertaining. And you don't get that no yeah. more. You don't get people like that, like John Moncrie and Martin Allen anymore. Um, yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, they're too professional. It,
1: yeah, it was comedy value, wasn't it? It was comedy it was, value. That's what. That's what it was. It's a giggle. They didn't.
0: Was, and there were similar, uh, there's people from similar sort of, uh, you know, particularly like Ruddock, you know, uh, Omonkirk. You know, they, these guys were of a similar sort of period in, in sort of yeah. history. And I think there's, there's a yeah. reason for that. Yeah. Definitely. That's no, a good shout. Right, let's go up front then. Who have we got up front? I'm loving this gal. Oh, oh I wonder
1: I w- I wonder who we got up front. I mean, number one, it's got to be Paolo, is not it? Yeah. Paolo Di Canio, the entertainer. Yeah. You know, on his day, absolute world class dominate a game, tease the opposition, moaning and complaining. You know, it was, it was proper high maintenance. And, uh, and apparently he used to swear at Harry in Italian and Harry swore at him in English. You know, that was the kind of relationship they had. Uh, but to be fair, you couldn't really control someone like him. Right? And Harry, Harry, I think, managed him perfectly in that he treated him like an adult. And, and when he fucked up, he ignored it, right? Yeah. Um, so, so when he caught that ball away to Everton, you know, where he got the fair play award... Oh. You could tell after the game, uh, Harry was 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 shaking his head and twitching. Life. Like yeah, he was really twitching. Like you could tell he had the right ump, but he but he, he basically supported him. He said, "Yeah, yeah, he's done a he's done a, he's done a good thing," you know. Thing, yeah. But you could tell he, he he really didn't think he had. You know, yeah. you don't you don't do something like that. But then you had the moments of genius, absolute genius. I mean, he had a goal against Wimbledon. That, you know, that was, yeah. that was great. But the best thing about the goal against Wimbledon, well. He can't say the best thing, but was when he turned away and he's, he's he's going like that. I think to the crowd and, and he's he's mouthing uh, the words, "I can do no more. I can do no more." Yeah. You know, it's the kind of kind of thing. He was. And um, and even if it was sort of. Top, it it torment top opposition. You know, like the yeah. the the, the goal away to Man United, or, yeah. or that, or my my all time favourite, which because it was right in front of me in the Bobby Moore stand, which was when he turned Martin Keown inside yeah. out and just passed the ball into the top right hand corner and net past past Seaman. I mean, I I I just loved it. Yeah. um and, and and he used to do those little cameos down in the corner of the the east and the and the Bobby Moore. You know that was like his, he used to always kind of it was like homing pigeon. He used to go back to there with Trevor Sinclair. He used to just tease teams. Yeah. And they couldn't get the ball off him. Um, he did, He was a proper competitor. I mean, no more so than the 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 five four where he wrestled yeah. the ball off of penalty off of yeah, um, Lampard, you know for yeah. the penalty off of Lampard. Um, you know. But talking of penalties, it takes real guts and a little bit of eccentricity a little bit genius prep to do that little chip down the middle you know and he yeah. done, he'd done it time and time yeah. again and to have the guts to do that especially in a high pressure game um yeah. and every time you could see the keeper's face and the keeper every keeper that that, that fell for it just looked ashamed just yeah. looked ashamed <laughs> you know? but I, I also, I take it as a bit of an honour, because I, I think he was borderline world-class. And, and I think, oh, yeah. I, I take it as an, an, as an honour that he spent five years with us. And I think that was longer than he spent at any other club. I think we got him, he got us. Um, having said that, I wouldn't fancy, some people call him to be the manager. And I, 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 I wouldn't like to see him given the manager's job. Because, you know, it's one thing managing Sunderland, but could you imagine how, how personally he would take it if he didn't do well at West Ham? yeah you know it, it would he would he would explode he would implode yeah, yeah. um it'd be like you know billy bonds all over again you know a great player a, a, a legend not quite reaching the heights that that he should have you know so yeah, i think yeah. let's just keep let's just keep the brilliant memories
0: yeah no, I agree. I agree with Tony. And yeah, he's, he was, he was, he was box office, wasn't he? It's like you would, you would pay just to watch Paolo really, because yeah, he was yes. just, he was just, he was our entertainer and, you know, and it was, yeah. you know, he was a slightly like, you know, that the Arsenal thing you spoke about, you know, when he had his shorts on backwards yeah. and, and, and stuff like that, you know, he's yeah. just mad and he's, he's still, and he's still a West Ham fan. That's what I love. He still he, loves the club.
1: You know, in the days when the shorts got longer and longer and longer, he always used to wear really short shorts. And he said, Yeah, I like to see my legs because I feel
0: strong. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then he does like the imperial leather advert as well, you know, and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. He was mental and he's still yeah. like, and he, and, you know, and he's what well, I, I call people. There's a few people I call sort of, you know, adopted cockneys, and he's an adopted cockney because he just yeah. got West Ham, you know, and he still does, yeah, or, without doubt. yeah, 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 mental. And he's like, he just epitomized West Ham in that period, which was a quite a crazy period really you yeah. think the type of players we had you know the harry and that was probably the most yeah. entertaining little period we had for a while um yeah. and how much fun that was and uh you know even like even him partnered with like paolo one chop you know yeah. paolo one chop yeah. was weird as well you know and it's like, it was
1: he was yeah And yeah. like
0: you know oh god because it was in the my, yeah. My, yeah just absolutely mental period of west Ham that was right okay who's paolo gonna you know well partner it, well, again, this one was
1: quite easy because have have we had anybody anybody more unhinged than this bloke? It's Mark Outovich. <laughs> you know, when you know when he joined and he was stuck out on the wing, I I, I thought you know what a, what a waste because yes. I, I watched him I watched him play for Stoke and he, mm. he he looked a real threat and he scored goals. So when Moyes moved him out up to the striking role, I thought you know. He came into his own. In, in his running style, he reminded me of of Johnny Artson in in Johnny Artson's one good season for us, where people used to just bounce off him. You yeah. know, he was powerful. He had that he had that build, and he ran in a similar way. Um, you know, whether or not you could have him and Paolo in the same team, I'm not sure because <laughs> they'd, they'd need a ball each and they'd probably kill each other, you know. Uh, but he was, on out of it there's no getting away from it, even though I've got no time for the guy now. He was supremely talented. Yeah, he he was, was a great yeah. finisher and a, yeah. a real class footballer. It's just a pity he, him and his brother had a taste for the high life. And he's also a little bit a little bit mad, you know, brooding, mm-hmm. sulking, um, uh bloke he also adopted the old trick of, of paolo as well so they would have been fighting over who owned this who owned the rights on this one and that was whenever paolo did something wrong like like received the ball badly or missed a chance he used to go down and he used to get up holding his leg like and limping as if to say it was the leg that did it it wasn't me you know and that's what arnautovic did as well so there was there's a little bit of a synergy there between his servant. um um so uh, so yeah he was I thought he was I thought he was great. I thought he's was a really good goal scorer. He's got a really good strike rate as well. Yeah, yeah, Twenty two yeah, goals yeah. and fifty four appearances. Really good. Yeah. You know, proper individual. And and, and before he made that idiotic move uh, move to let everybody know that he wanted to leave you know and then kind of make a video to say oh i love you i want to stay you know all that that stuff Uh, um it's like you you know you've already mugged us off so it was a shame because up until that point he was starting to become a proper cult hero and then he just threw it away he just threw it away such a waste because he could have been with us for five or six years he could have been almost a legend you know and he just chucked it just for a you know a two bob job in china all right he's yeah. earning a lot of money but when he looks back at his career you know the stuff he could have done with us versus um you know the days and nights he could have had with west Ham rather than yeah. in some Very boiling humid place in china
0: well yeah, yeah it, and it's all fucked up for him really didn't it really because of yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the coronavirus and stuff so yeah but uh no i agree with that Ivana. you're right he's like it was like, I saw similar parallels to like when we first signed Tevez and like yeah. he he was like non-existent for the first like six months and then yeah. and then they put him in a right position. You stay up there and don't yeah. worry about running and then he was immense and it's very similar to Arnie. He said, stuck on the right, doing fucking yeah. really. yeah, putting yeah. Him, almost like a free roll but up front as a target man and he was, just, he was yeah. brilliant and you're totally right. It'd be absolutely crazy with him and Paolo yeah. in the same team uh, but I'd I love to see it. Like
1: oh, you, you imagine. I, I would. That team I just read out to you there, I, I, I think, would any team fancy playing against them?
0: No. Definitely <laughs> on, a cold, on a cold Tuesday in Stoke as well. It'd be absolutely. Yeah. No, but it, it being Stoke, Paolo obviously wouldn't play, so you know. Yeah, that's right. So. He, yeah, he wasn't in the <laughs> <guy.
1: laughs>
0: Gary, it's been yeah. absolutely brilliant chatting to you. Yeah. I've really enjoyed. Thank you so much. It's really nice to have a different team as well, and yeah. uh, and it's just some really funny stories and players that obviously haven't been mentioned. And I really appreciate your time. Uh,
1: so it's been really good fun, Russ. Thanks for good. inviting me.
0: Absolute pleasure, and obviously thanks everyone for watching. You know, like, share, subscribe. You know what to do. And until next time, guys, it's me and Gary. Take care and stay safe. Bye bye.